0: To the Laughing Monkey uh, Music Show, there, Billy. How you doing tonight?
1: Good. How are you?
0: Good. Well, I want to um, thank you for coming on and go over a well, little bit your history, and then we'll go over to your shop now and some of the new uh, things you got in the works, the uh, and stuff. Cool. But what I like to do when I first start off is kind of get a little history. Like, when did you first? Because we, 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 you may have some new audience coming in because the show's got we got a lot of different shows going on here. So, right. um, so people that don't know, know you. Like, prior to starting out, even even pre Jet Boy. What got you going into guitar and maybe some bands? You know I mean, like what was your thing? Was it a pre... I, I,
1: I'm, my generation is, you know, 70s rock, you know, 1974, 75, I got turned on to, that's when the music it was awesome, me, you know, but I mean, it was like Elton John, Bass City Rollers and Glenn Campbell and AM radio hits, which I still adore to this day, um, but it really was in 75 when... Uh, very good friend of mine who is still one of my best friends today turned me on to kiss kiss alive and as it's been for most people from my generation it was does I mean, get old to, uh, rock and roll hell you know
0: yeah i love i love I loved to answer from everybody because I, I don't know i don't think the story gets old people have that same thing i hear kiss a lot
1: yeah yeah it's crazy they were the were, they were kiss for me kiss you know aerosmith cheap trick you know and some obscure stuff in the 70s which still are some of my favorite bands like stars and angel and yeah piper and some of the rare underground stuff you know
0: it was it was a kiss really when it was really what
1: that, that's what that's when i really got into music it was it was kiss really changed it all for me so the album
0: covers too kind of made it even more fun
1: well, of course yeah i mean
0: i remember my, my mom had um i'm 50 i'm 50 so i mean coming across like uh you know like, me look bad out of hell and you saw the demons and stuff i was like oh this is the coolest album cover ever <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. And yeah, you drop the needle and the songs are just masterpieces. They're,
0: they're epic. I mean, like literally, from, yeah, beginning to end, that album is just a masterpiece. It is.
1: Diamond it's incredible.
0: It is. Yeah. Um, so from there, clearly, Kiss, did you do a lot of uh, high school bands or just kind of? Uh
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I got, you know, there was, I was into, you know, the, the, the whole 70s thing. And then here comes Van Halen. I was lucky enough, growing up in, in San Francisco in the Bay Area, which is, the creator of concerts, Bill Graham. So, at a very, oh, yeah. young, very young age, I was going to shows. By 1977, I was going to shows. I was like 10, 11 years old.
0: It was like a dollar 25 a ticket too, wasn't the <laughs> like crazy tickets back then? A
1: Big Kiss was my second show, with Sheep trick in 77. You know, the day Elvis died. You know, Wow. so you know, so I got turned on to a lot of stuff. You know, 78, I go see a, go see Aerosmith, The Day on the Green, the opening bands, this band called Van Halen. God. You know, 1978 and then the next band's ACDC I'm like oh who are these guys you know and and so on Pat Travers Foreigner and just that whole era of music it just exploded and uh, I just I yeah me and a, a good group of friends who you know neighborhood and school we all like around America we all gravitated to it and our lockers were filled with pinups from Circus to Cream and Hit Freighter magazine and that's that's kind of, that was it for me. You know, I I really went to the other direction too when the Pistols came out and the Clash <laughs> and uh, Dead Boys. I really got into the punk stuff and then uh, New Wave of British Heavy metal. I got really deep into that. And, uh, you know, and that was probably when I was, I was, I was playing guitar, picked it up again from my buddy who turned me on to Kiss. He played guitar. I got my first guitar, his hand me down. He's like a year or two older than me. And just yeah, just it just went from there. First band was like covers, you know, in my eighth, ninth grade, playing you know, "Rock's Off" by Def Leppard and "Fan <laughs> of the Opera," Iron Maiden, and all that stuff. And then uh, started going to club shows, and that's where it really kind of changed, you know.
0: And You were still in San Francisco at this point, because at some no. point you tra- you ever transplant over, right? No,
1: San Francisco, yeah. And I, w- I was like, you know, proper SF. I wasn't outskirts, Oakland. Oh or anything like that, I was in the heart of the nuttiness. So, uh, and then it, I was, you know, I was pretty young, 17 when Jet Boy started. So this whole wave MTV started and here come bands like Lords of the New Church and
0: yeah. Discovery
1: Hanoi Rocks and, you know, all this like really kind of over the other side of the world bands, you know? Now,
0: how'd you end up over to, with the Jetboy Boy then from San Francisco?
1: Uh, it was just, you know, I always wanted to, you know, I guess I always wanted to, you know, at one point I wanted to start a band and, and the other guitar player, Fernie, we met at a, at a show, a club show, hit it off, started hanging out and we just were into the same thing. And he's like, we should start a band. It's kind of, it was pretty much like that, you know, and that's when we, him and I discovered Hannah Rocks so and we were really into kicks, you know, the early kick stuff, yep. church, you know, early Billy Idol and, uh, yeah. you know, all the MTV stuff but also the underground stuff and there was a movement starting in san francisco and la of course you know or, oh, yeah which within you know within probably a year we had jet Boy formed in 84 wow you know, or 83 technically we started playing in 84 and you know and then from there on it was just yeah really it happened fast for the band locally We were packing clubs within a year. We were like a headliner. Wow. Packing four or 500 people in the rooms, you know.
0: same lineup, though, from the
1: beginning? Same lineup all the way up till we got a record deal in 86. And then we had a a member shift with our bass player. Todd. Todd. And then, uh, which uh, is a well-documented story, you know. Yeah, we don't have to go there.
0: Yeah,
1: it's like it's, it's what it is, you know. It's sad, but you know. Yeah, it's a sad story. It's 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 just one of those ones. There were many to follow, and there were many prior. You know. Yeah.
0: No lessons learned. That's the biggest shame.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's just yeah. I guess you know when it gets to that stuff, you got to learn on your own. So. But yeah, we we scored you know Sammy Alpha from High Rocks and. uh Yeah, that's awesome. And that was yeah, it was huge for us. You know.
0: That was so, actually yeah. the first time I think I heard of you guys when we were hearing Jet Boy, and then that and then the song like all, all around the same time because being over from here in new england you know it was not like at the internet and everything you can hit creator you had circus magazine and
1: yeah
0: a shot here on mtv of 10 seconds of this so like or at a record store we, we you know was gonna mm-hmm. be in, in there but i loved Hanoi. so when i heard that that just gave like more credibility to you guys you know my right, thought, right. well he's not gonna be with a bunch of you know
1: yeah exactly it's so funny our hit, the history with jet boy we got signed you know it was like it was us and guns and roses and poison we were kind of like the three and you know Ellie Guns and faster and all that but we were the first three to really get deals and, and then we got dropped from electra after we finished the first album and we and it like you know swallowed up a whole year for us so by the time the album came out it seemed like we were followers because there were so many bands that we lost your momentum totally lost momentum and that was that was that was the most difficult thing for us i think and that's a really kind of threw us out of out of of whack
0: i think the machinery for that for the whole time period was just a nightmare i don't have any bands like i just hear how bad it was for you guys like with the record labels and just shifts and the change and they drop somebody you know you climb back up it's like shoots and ladders like a nightmare yeah
1: that's how it is you know but i mean you look i I look at some of my favorite bands today it's the same story like why weren't they humongous you know Why, why wasn't stars one of the biggest bands that,
0: that's one. more of a mystery i think like if you look back in the 70s remember you could you could take a band and you can kind of come in and be like all right you sold x amount of units did okay yeah a decent investment go back on the road again from the year next yeah. album a little bit bigger yeah you build an audience you build a career you know 10 15 years you're, you 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 you're there you're aerosmith you're you're you know guys right. if aerosmith had to go off their first couple albums or you know what i mean they had some good albums but you know if you're based on being platinum sellers not gonna happen man. Right?
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. And all
0: of a sudden in 80, between what, 86, to 90, yeah. or even 91, before Grunge, I mean, it was on its way. It was eating itself at the end. Right. So many original bands. But at that point, there was no. How, how do you grow in two or three years?
1: Yeah, it changed. I mean, the whole mold changed. I mean, it's got to be guys,
0: an explosion.
1: That's how deals were. They were development deals, you know. So they developed the artist, you know. So they did one record, two records, and three, hoped that it was going to hit with a single and all that. But then, Prior to that was the singles world, where it was all about the single, and then the '80s came and it kind of shifted to just more than one single. You know, the bands that were the radio hits were yeah. Duran and Billy Idol and Prince and Kaja Goo. <laughs> so right? It was you know, it was it wasn't until like Quiet Riot really that it broke it. it. Yeah, you know, the the hard, heavy, distorted rock.
0: I think they were first in line. I mean, they they really had it. But I think if you look at was it. Uh, three-day festival—that was pretty much it. I mean it was on its way coming out? Yeah. I think metal was coming. They right. were just riding the wave. I mean, they had the, they put the time in, and the, the music was there. You know what I mean? Right, so right. They were they were they were right for the picking.
1: Right. Right.
0: You know, yeah. but it was it was a good time for them for anyone really. Hmm. Um,
1: that whole era was great. I mean, the '80s was—you know—you had the metal and you had the the pop, and then the rock, and you know the glam, whatever you want to call it. Yep. You know, but it was all it all became humongous, and today it's. it's like classic music now it's
0: still i mean it all carries over everything from, yeah, from the glam to the metal to the thrash everything is still everyone's still out there playing and doing it you know most of them are they're really you know pushed through the, the hard years <laughs> that was a challenge um so at that point so like when you were in jet boy you guys were so you said your first album what was your first album with electro they, they dropped you because
1: uh, we recorded the first album in 87 and it was to be released in 87 and yeah. then we got dumped at the end like by the end of the year and then the album came out in 88, you know, it got picked up by MCA and they bought the masters and we recorded one song and new song and put it on there and, and uh, didn't come out to the end of 88. So it was really a whole year, you know?
0: It's, a, it's hard. I, I think yeah. MCA wasn't very, didn't really promote a lot of rock bands either. They had a couple on there, but.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. It's a tough one, man. I know MCA, it's funny. Cause you think the seventies, you think, well, you know, they had the who and Skinner and Elton John and, you know, they're, they were like, right super credible label you know but then those are you know, even tom petty you know i mean it's just it's just yeah it's just how it goes I mean,
0: they're, yeah there's only a few rock bands on there I was talking the other day about it. it's like the like cold sweat and there's a couple bands out there it wasn't you know
1: uh, mca was known as being i think we were i think we jumped through the hoop quick we got dropped and we were just like on that roll and everything was going our way and then that hit and yeah, it was, it was a nutty year. That whole 87 was a crazy year for the band, you know.
0: You well, you, you got the first album out, came out and then you obviously feel the shake with, did good.
1: Yeah. And right. then. Um, Relatively did well, you know, not not what some others did, but, you know, still. It's, right. It, it, we became branded where today it's like the band's, you know, still the name. I always say the name's bigger than the band. You know, people know who we are, but they're like, oh, I've never heard of you guys. And, really? Yes, I, I get a lot of that. Yeah, like the name is, you know, it's of course with the connection with Guns N' Roses and our relationship, we've been in all the books and autobiographies and stuff, so, you know.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, the Todd connection really always kind of definitely guarantees you the yeah. talk of the band yeah. is being right. friends and then just
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's such a tie-in, I mean, because Todd was on tour with them, right, for a while, so that's when everything he went, happened.
1: He went to, like, he went to England with them on the yeah. shows. Right. So within '87, you know, we we had to let go of Todd. We gained Sam, and then we did the record, and then we got dropped from the label, or we didn't even get dropped at that point. Then then we were we opened the day on the green in '87 in Oakland with Motley, Whitesnake, Poison, and Jet Boy, and we got a car wreck on the way up, and I s- suffered a compound fracture to my right arm, so I was in the hospital for five days, and then two months after that, the band got dropped
0: yeah so you
1: know, it's like 87 was like wow that was our 2020
0: what was the story you actually you're like you're like i want to go on i want to play anyhow you were.
1: <laughs> what's
0: that it's a story is you actually you said you wanted to go on and play that was the rumor at the time
1: well yeah I mean, the I, I mean i was i told my the doctor i'm like well it's a broken arm everybody i know just gets cancer we're like well you cracked your bones are broken in half. you need surgery and i got like plates and screws in there still you know so i was in the hospital for five days because it was you know they opened my arm and they had to re put it back together with the bones in place and blah, blah, blah. Well, the fact
0: you can play now is still a pretty good thing yeah. afterwards. It didn't it. Yeah. yeah, I was pretty
1: it. tied up for a while, but I mean, I did do shows in a, in a full cast the best I could because I was like determined. So And
0: now, before it rains out, like two hours before it rains out, you get that feeling now in your arm. from the... Yeah, I,
1: I still feel it a little bit, but it's just, yeah. I, just I just call it, it's like, well, it's older age. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's your metal arthritis. It's really, you really are metal. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm full on metal, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: So then, uh, you guys got to go on to do it was Damnation, right? Second one.
1: Second album, Damnation. Recorded that '89.
0: Great album cover. I love that album cover. The big old guitar. Yeah, right? that
1: was a great one, man. Stan, actually, Stan Watts did that. Nobody ever talks about that. The guy who did Mental Health. Okay. The quite right Mental Health artwork. Yeah. I think I think he did some other other stuff for that era too. But it's a painting. Is it? Yeah, it's a painting. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I amazing. I love it. I always that was one of the albums I always stuck out. I was like, oh, that's a really good album cover, man.
1: Right, right, yeah.
0: Just I guess it's one of the handful of things like you know, the Jet is that you know songs this that that second album cover, I'm like big old beautiful guitar, and it's just
1: yeah, exactly. It,
0: yeah. On its own, it should have just moved some, some units. Um, mm-hmm. so that was your You obviously tried you toured on that for a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, we toured on that for just a, a blink. You know, it was real short.
0: What was when that come out? Was it ninety, eighty? I don't it remember.
1: It came out in like September, I believe, of ninety.
0: Okay, so it was ninety.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's when things started to change quickly. Yeah, right.
1: Every, yeah Not even knowing, everybody started to dress down at that point. But the the big uh, the Seattle tidal wave was coming, you know, and the tsunami of uh, Seattle bands, and they. Destroyed LA, but in a good way, you know. I mean, it was like you know, that this way it goes. I mean, it's all music genres. Nothing stays on top forever.
0: I think I think I, there was a point where part of it was becoming its own, its own parody of itself. Right. You know, if you look at all the bands that were credible, there's a certain amount of them, and it didn't happen to grunge too. You know I mean? Sure. You look at the top, you know, five or ten bands that were great. You know what I mean? They were I mean, had they were great because they're their own their own bands. Then there's a billion of them after them, just just like them, and then they're all gone now. They don't even have a history.
1: Uh-huh. I mean, that's you know? just part of the industry, you know. It's a, and, and I mean, really, what it comes down to from the beginning of the whole, you know, commercializing music and, and all that, it, it, there's an age group of when it's hot and at the moment, you know, and then if you're lucky enough, you can sustain a career with it.
0: Well, I think you had the, the best, the best uh, window for it, though. I think that time period was the best, because clearly, we're talking, people know who you are, you're doing other bands, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... When that album changed, obviously industry kind of sucked. Everyone kinda of had to scramble. Everyone's gotta like look for new gigs, keep the money coming in, pay bills. Right. Prior to this, you were already starting to take your guitars apart and build yeah. guitars. Yeah. So I imagine this was around the time, and correct me if I'm wrong, obviously, yeah. you started to really kind of be like, oh. Yeah.
1: It was it's close. I mean, we after we got dropped from MCA, we moved to uh back home from LA to San Francisco mm-hmm. and, and we kind of just I think we were in shell shock for a year but it went their own way and then we regrouped tried to get things off the ground again yeah and it really did it was a just constant dead end and then we formed a band called mind zone mickey and i and fern and a different drummer and bass player and it was we just were fully into pantera and prong and machine head and all that that way i feel of, like a lot
0: of bands they didn't go grungy they just went more metal but you know they went heavy but they didn't you know unless you tried to, they just tried to change their image and stay the same band right. those bands kind of kind of went grungy with a couple of flannels on
1: uh-huh
0: but the, i think but the ones yeah that were just like this isn't working we need something different we're just going heavier we'll put our jeans on and going heavier
1: right and that's what that that we did that and you know but we all we all worked jobs you know we had to go get fucking whatever
0: tower yeah. records
1: yeah i mean it's just reality you know yeah but uh, through all that i was always into guitars i always tinkered with guitars and i Mm -hmm. I built my first guitar in high school i was you know eddie van halen was my influence on the the parts guitar that he put together the bodies or whatever and i built a star guitar in high school still have it you know and uh so i started tinkering and do some refurbished stuff of what i knew i kind of it was really for then it was really learning how to do stuff and then Mm -hmm. i you know a few years after that this must have been late early late 90s early 2000 i guess late 90s where i saw this aging relic thing start you know with ebay and their infant stages of yeah you know when that started becoming more mainstream and uh I just started building stuff for fun, throw them on eBay and sold one, try another one. And I'm like, Oh, let me try to build a website. and Just kind of, I had no idea of building guitars like I'm doing now. I, I had no plan to do this at all.
0: Cause you're a whole, you're a whole industry now. You're a...
1: Yeah. It's become this, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. You know, I mean, it's just, it's a respected company and I got some pretty great names who play my stuff and, you Know there's other stuff I'm working on right now, and it's going to be happening next year, with
0: yeah,
1: with another brand I'm going to start building for them, and <clears throat> yeah, so it's uh, I mean, I guess that's a big part. That was my journey, you know, is to get.
0: I, I, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm like I'm a horrible guitar player, but like, I remember the first thing I got a guitar, it was only a few years ago. I just started late in life, I'm like, that's it. I went to school for production, but um, my kids had guitars, I'm like, that's it. I went and got a, a cheaper guitar, and then. I picked up a second one online, like an eBay, like an up, because I didn't want to take mine apart. But my first thing I have to do is take a guitar apart. <laughs> <laughs> no. Took it apart, put the new electronics, paint it and change it, because I, I had to see how it worked. If I'm going to play it, I want to know how it works. I want to take it apart. Yeah, yeah. That's the fun part, I think. I think taking guitars apart is fun and putting them back together.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, kids did that when they were, you know, with, with stuff and when they were growing up, too, all. Generations, you know. I'm sure people now take computers apart that are into that stuff and become years later become <laughs> some computer engineer. You know. Yep. <laughs> Just Actually, that.
0: I so I do that's what I do for a living right now. I I've noticed that I have no to take apart a
1: <laughs> No, but I'm I'm sure. I know people, you're saying. You know I mean? There's, there's people pretty into that shit. Yeah,
0: the guitars are interesting to me though. Um. So well uh, So at this point, you're doing this. You work on this. Um, try this. I'm sorry you're. Your, your, guitars and jet boy it was off to the side still not really dead but
1: not yeah, really jet happening and fine. he
0: was doing your music with some of the guys but
1: it was pretty off to the side i mean by the time we did this mind zone for you know through the early 90s up till about 96 and then mickey the sing jet boy singer he was singer mind zone he kind of just was like ready to just kind of move aside and just get out of music for a little bit and you know yeah. we we lived together. And Mick and I were like lived, we lived room together on the road. We lived together in L.A. and then yeah. after, and so we just went our own ways. And it was, it was, you know, supposed to happen that way. And uh, I started this band called American Heartbreak, which was really like a, you know, more punk power pop chorus but yeah. with you know dirty guitars. It was we were, we were super into the band. The Wild Hearts came out, and you have babies and helicopters and that whole yep. scene so we were really into that stuff and you know did that for a good yeah you know, probably 10 years you know it was still we just did a did some good shows and did a couple of European tours but you know come home go back to work and that's that's the era when I really started doing the guitar thing and then right before right before when American Art started I, I was guitar teching for Chris Isaac for a few years for about. Nice. Probably three years or something like that so i did did some dates on the road a lot of fly dates and then i did that speak of the devil record i did all the back line and dealt with his guitars in studio and
0: so I was, cool.
1: yeah i kind of you know i landed on my feet with gigs like that here and there which was good that was a good one yeah 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 and then once once this guitar thing started with rock and roll relics it just american heartbreak was coming to the end and that's when we got a call to do a jet boy reunion this would have been 2006 or something like that yeah and we started doing we did this one show and we hadn't seen each other in, you know a long time like guitar fern and mick hadn't seen each other in probably 17 years wow it's a time yeah, was at that point it was so we you know we did the show and it was like it was pretty energetic and it was almost like wow we really we recognize the three of us have this chemistry of this how we work together and uh, yeah so we just decided to put it back together and and do what we can not like you know quit our jobs or anything but you know, we, we did, you know we did some good festivals we did an EP and and we're we're still doing it you know and then yeah. just out of last year we did a new record you know and uh so
0: yeah when i heard you, you uh so at this point you get close to uh, becoming a guitar player for uh, Bob cherry but i heard that i wasn't sure if actually if you were still with jeff white at, at the moment because it's mm-hmm. you know so you find a balance between both of them
1: yeah we well, really jeff not really doing much we've done very little in the last few years maybe you know a couple shows here and there where it's just yeah. Um, we did that record in hopes more would happen, you know, but it was, you know, the climate's tough, you know, again, that's where it's a tough one for the band. It's like, it's known to a degree into a certain part of the industry, but not enough to, you know, it's really To, tough to get
0: the, the fly-out dates on the weekends, yeah. he's paying fly-out dates and come back
1: to your house for a week. Yeah, well, I mean, we did some of those, but even those are tough for us, you know, it's it's really squeaking by with the budget, so yeah. You know, but that's all right. You know, I mean, we'll, we're still—we just got asked to do a covers record just recently, so we're gonna work on that. Those, you know. those are fun. Yeah, I
0: love—I love when covers. I love when other a put of covers. I love them. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'll be—it'll be fun. You know. And then how did you end up? Then the Cherry thing came along. You know.
0: How'd that come up? Uh, you friends both, or?
1: Yeah, I'm a, Stevie and I became friends. It's five and god, ten over ten years now. You know, and mm-hmm. over guitars and. You know he jet boy was the first band he saw when he moved to la and you know, <laughs> history and uh so we totally we, we click on many levels of things of yeah mind, you know, other than music and uh you know just kept up and 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 just it just kind of happened right after this pandemic thing hit and uh you know i'm like well, oh you know I, I love the idea and i want to do it i i got i got more balls to juggle these days in my life but i I just thought about it, and just you know, he knows my situation with rock and roll relics, and I just I go, you know, when an opportunity knocks, you got to answer. And I'm just that's like, a good one too. They're a good band, so oh, they're a great band. I love them. You know, I mean, they're wow. they're a straightforward rock and roll band. Great songs, you know. The whole they got the whole thing going, you know. They got they got great, they got a great career going. It's pretty, it's impressive, you know. So so it's perfect for me. It is right right up my alley
0: oh you know? well, yeah if it's the music i mean and it's melodic but it's kind of, some of it's punky i mean josh kind of goes all over the place and yeah. his voice is just ridiculously good you know for rock
1: yeah that, that's what i like it's kind of funny because mick and jet boys the the punk attitude yep. here too and So Josh, him and josh are very similar so i you know and I, i'm a big punk rock fan as well so yeah i like that whole mixture of uh the energy blending that stuff in which to me that makes a lot of great bands I mean it's really like guns N' Roses. you' got a bunch of punk rockers and the rock guys, and
0: right, pretty much
1: with this uh interesting thing together, but everybody's in you know early records were the same influences you know so
0: have you so have you done anything with them yet or I'm a little out of the loop on that yeah, we
1: did that stream
0: oh you did, so yeah, the stream so that was it though you guys just streamed
1: yeah, and uh and then there's supposed to be some stuff coming up next year, so um yeah, I mean they're active,
0: you know. Yeah, I see that. I didn't know what
1: you guys had go. Planning. What's that? I, mean,
0: I, I didn't know what you guys had planned. I knew the stream. I knew there was a stream. I didn't know if they're going to play it again, or if you guys yeah. have plans to go in a studio now that you're another guitar player. If they're going to like mess around in the meantime, or.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's been stuff that you know, it, like things have been going. You know, it's like, oh, we could do a show. No, we can't. No, we can't do it. And yeah, that's kind of that. So we're looking at. I'm hearing a lot of stuff for next year from other people and bands that I know that are, are talking about scheduling stuff. So I hope they just pull the trigger and let's just get on with this shit.
0: I know. They're all talking March.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's.
0: <laughs> that's what I keep hearing. The, the uh, That's the music that's hotline is March. Right. We'll right. see. We'll see the vaccine goes. If no one goes a third eye or a horn, I think that's all you need. Yeah, rollers, right. They're like, "That's fine. I'll take a third eye. Let's play."
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's how a lot of people are thinking. You know, so,
0: at this point, I just want to get outside. I want to play. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So, so then you just got to find a balance of uh, your rock and relics, and I mean, obviously, you can become busy once you, the the world opens up. And yeah, it'll be, i mean, pretty busy. It's been,
1: game. I mean, for me personally, this is what I wanted. I wanted to just get this guitar company to a level where I could kind of step away and more run it and able to play more you know it's been in the back of my head so i kind of i guess i you know it's a good time i put it out to the the universe gods or whatever you know and so can't. it's kind of funny it came my way so
0: well that's that's awesome man um (laughs) i want to thank you for being on the show man Um, i just want to take time and if anything else coming up do you want to promote um
1: uh well you know i guess just keep an eye on it. all the uh the links really you know the guitars to buck Jeff Jeff boy all of it you know i mean it's uh
0: yeah all the links will be below for everybody for everything we talked yeah, about
1: yeah now check this, out his
0: guitars they're awesome they're ridiculous you're gonna lose a lot of time in the rabbit hole of guitar world
1: yeah i know uh, that's that's i know every time i get done with all i'm like well gotta get rid of this one yeah. but that's okay
0: yeah. you always make another right
1: yeah yeah i got my we got our new model the revenge model which is really totally our own thing you know yeah i've been playing it with uh just you know i got it i played it in the uh that stream the Buckcherry stream and all that but i'm really pumped on this one to get it out there and you know just of going bigger and you know with working with this other is that guy. your
0: favorite so have you built your own favorite guitar like what's your favorite guitar actually
1: uh, I don't really have a favorite. You know, it's like I, I was, I was always, I was always a big Gretsch fan. You know, hollow mm-hmm. body guy. Yep. You know, big Malcolm Young's like my hero. You know, um. So I don't know. I mean, I can go down. I mean, if I had the money, I can go easily find many favorite guitars.
0: I'll bet. How many guitars do you have?
1: I don't have it? that. Many. I still have my Falcon from the Jet boy days. My old Gretsch, and I have yep. a, Travis Bean, from I used to play that a lot with Slide Stuff with Jet Boy. I still have those two, but I got a Malcolm Young Gretsch Signature and I got like a 64 Melody Maker and then just a couple of mine. You know, yeah. I scaled it down, you know. I wish uh, I didn't get rid of some of them, but that's just kind of oh, how shit. it goes. <laughs> yeah,
0: I hear that a lot. When you get one guitar, you're like, oh, I've done that before. I'm like, even though they weren't expensive guitars, I'm like, oh, I did work on it though. Now I kind of wish I kept it. You know, but.
1: Okay, right. Well, if everybody knew in the '80s what a '59 Les Paul was it going to be worth, wouldn't have, uh, it wouldn't have traded. There wouldn't China. be any now.
0: <laughs> I would have them.
1: Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Well, I thank
0: you. I mean, it was taking time out of your day and doing this. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, thank you, and I'll, we'll see you next time. All right.